Father, thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we do thank you. We thank you for this time together as we worship your holy name. For your name is great in this place. And we speak well of your name. Young people, raise your hands and begin to speak well of the Lord. We speak well of you. We speak, of, we speak well of your name. Your name is majestic. How majestic is your name in all the earth? Lord, your name is a strong tower, and the righteous run into it, and they are safe. I thank you, Father, that your name saved us. I thank you that we were baptized in the name of the triune God. I thank you, Father, that it is your name. Oh, Father, hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name in this place. Hallowed be your name. Your name is hallowed in this place. Your name is exalted. We thank you for the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. That name that drives out demons. That name that heals the sick. That name that saves us. Lord, we bless your name. Father, we glorify your name. Father, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, your name is to be praised. And we exalt that name. We exalt that name. If you don't know what to do, just lift up your hands, young people, and begin to tell Jesus how much you love him. Father God, we thank you for the blood of Jesus, the blood that covers us, the blood that saved us. And we give your name glory, Father. We thank you for applying the blood to our lives in the name of Jesus. We thank you, for, Father, for protecting us. Oh, Father, we thank you for giving us angels, your angels charge over us to keep us from all hurt, harm, and danger. We thank you for strongholds coming down tonight. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we bless your name. We honor you, Father. We honor you. Say that we serve you notice that you will not have any influence in this service tonight. In the name of Jesus, you are bound. In the name of Jesus, you are bound. In the name of Jesus, we destroy your assignment. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Father, just pray this prayer. Say, Father, grant unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus. That the eyes of my understanding may be flooded with the light of your word that I may know what is the hope of your calling and what are the riches of your inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding immeasurable greatness of your power toward me who believe in Jesus' name. Father, grant unto me your son and your slave that I will open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel I pray for supernatural divine utterance. I thank you for your power falling into this place. I thank you even now that your fire is falling from heaven, consuming us with your love and your glory, Father. I thank you that the glory of the Lord is manifested in this place. We thank you for the glory of God. We thank you for the power of God. We thank you for the fire of God, that fire that burns things out of us that should be here. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen. Amen. You may take your seats. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Do you have your Bibles or your smartphones? Go back to John chapter 15. Um, 
verse, let's start with verse 1. I'm going to read it out of the ES, ESV. And somebody just let me know. Just give me a five-minute notice. Uh, John chapter 15, verses 1 through 8. I'm going to read it, and then we're going to dive right into it. I mean, the word of God is powerful. And God's word is meant to destroy things in our life that shouldn't be there. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, and neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will or you wish, and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So prove to be my disciples. Amen to the reading of God's word. This morning we talked about how Jesus is the true vine. How many know that Jesus is the true vine? Yeah. And we talked about being unplugged from these false vines. Let me just remind you the false vines include false religions. How many know that Jesus Christ came to give us true religion? Everybody want to focus on relationship. But I'm here to tell you that Christianity is a religion. It is the pure religion according to James. Amen? Amen. Religion is not a bad word. I know Kurt Franklin messed it up for us. Come on. Y'all not going to like me after this. But it's all right. Kurt Franklin is talking about no religion. Uh, get rid of your religion. But I'm here to tell you we, we're, to, we're called to give back true religion. Amen? Biblical religion. Bible religion. Amen? I, I don't have any amens. Okay. Um, false, re false vines includes relationships and money and career. And even your family, you can worship your family. Something I did say today is, yes, we want our family to approve of our spouses. But if your family is crazy, then, you know, there's some, some other stuff going on there. Not all families are, 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 are biblical. And, but these false vines are not producing life, but death. And we talked about who, what are you plugged into? Who has your ear? Who has your heart? You need to practice giving your heart to the Lord. Yeah. Amen? Amen? The Bible, Jesus said in Matthew 22, to love the Lord your God with all your what? Heart. heart. So you should practice giving your heart to the Lord. So many times we give our hearts to other people, to other things. And those things are, are what we're plugging ourselves up into. But practice giving your heart to the Lord. Your heart is the core of who you are. It is the, the seed of who you are. And if you give your heart to another, the other is going to break your heart. But we're, we need to practice giving our hearts to the Lord. What do you mean, Pastor Dwayne? I mean, just say, Lord, be the Lord of my life. I give you my heart. I give you my everything. 
A good friend of mine by the name of William McDowell wrote a song years ago, I Give Myself Away. What is he saying? I, I give my heart away. Lord, I give you all that I am to serve you. And we need to practice doing that. You cannot have Jesus in the world. To be friends with the world is to be enemies with God. Did you hear me? Now that doesn't mean that you can't have any friends who are not serving Jesus. That means that you are not connected to this world system. I heard somebody say earlier that we are in the world but what not of it, right? We're not to live our lives according to the systems of this world, according to the dictation of this world. Why is that? Because the Bible says that Satan is the God of this world. Did you know that? 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4 says, um, if our gospel is hid, it is here from those who do not believe, whom the God of this world has blinded. Jesus said in John chapter 14 that the ruler comes, the ruler of the world comes, and he has no claim in me. Let me show you this. John chapter 14, verse 30. John chapter 14, verse 30. This is Jesus. He's, he's about to go to the cross, and he says, I will no longer talk much with you for the ruler of what? This world is coming. He has no claim on me, but I, but I do as the Father has commanded me, that the world may know that I love the Father. Rise, let us go from here. So the ruler of the world is not God Almighty. I don't know if you know that. God is not running this world. Satan is. Because if God was running this world, everybody would be saved. Um, this is why Jesus taught us how to pray. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So Satan is the God of this world. How did Satan become the God of this world through Adam's disobedience, Adam's sin. When Adam sinned, Satan became the God of this world. Adam transferred his authority to Satan. And now Satan is running the world. Satan is a real being. Did you know that? Yeah. He's very real. Um, he will try to possess you. There are demons and evil spirits. People don't want to talk about it, but it's very real. I have missionary friends all over the world, even in the United States. Demons are influencing our society. Demons are in people that you think that is okay. In order to plug into Christ, you must unplug yourself from something else. You cannot serve God and money. You cannot serve God in sex. You cannot serve God in Allah. The, de the, 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 excuse me, the deceitfulness of riches and the desires of other things will choke the word of God out of you. God requires more than your heart. He wants your life. God wants your life. He wants to be God to you. Did you hear me? God wants to be God to you. If you ever let God be God to you, young people, your life will never be the same. I'm not talking about singing beautiful songs, 
coming to for a retreat and leaving the, not the same. I'm talking about allowing God to invade your world. God wants to invade your world. You know why? Because Satan is invading your world if God is not invading your world. God wants to be God to you. And I, and I dare you. I dare you on Monday when you leave here, go home, get in your room, and lift up your hands and say, God, be God to me. Yeah. Be God throughout the week, and God will be God to you. Yeah. He will show you himself, and he will make himself known to you. He doesn't just want to be all just an afterthought or when you pray over your food, but he wants to be God to you. He wants to invade your world. Yeah. We talk about having encounters with God. He doesn't want it just a visitation. He wants a habitation. He wants to habit you. He wants to live inside of you. And the Bible says that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. If you're saved tonight, Jesus is Lord of your life. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. But guess what? If you're not saved, guess who lives there? Satan. You, have, you are the temple of unholy spirits. This is very real, young people. This is very real. We're going to show you this in a few minutes in the scriptures. So Jesus says, I am the vine. I'm the true vine. And my, my father is the husbandry. Or the, my father is the vine dresser. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter 1 verse 4 talks about how Jesus came to deliver us from this present evil. According to Colossians chapter 1 verse 13, it says that we have been delivered from the kingdom of darkness. You should look up Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 sometimes. It talks about being delivered from the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of darkness is real. Satan has no power or authority over the believer. But the believer are those who are born again, who are under the lordship of Jesus. The believers are those who are plugged into the true vine, Jesus Christ. Unplugged from the world, unplugging from the world does not mean dying physically, but it means to unplug spiritually. That means that Satan is no longer ruling over you. Satan uses false vines to cause death to operate in our lives. Let's look at verse uh, 1b. It says, my father is the vine dresser. What does this mean? That Jesus continued by saying that God the father is the vine dresser. That God the father is the gardener. What is a vine dresser? A vine dresser is a person who prunes, who trains, who cultivates vines. Father God is a vine dresser. So if you're connected to the vine, who is Jesus, Father God is pruning you. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 1 verse 6, it says, He that begun a good work in you will complete that work. That means that there is a work in you that has been accomplished by the Father through the Holy Spirit. Amen. Also, the scripture says in um, Psalm 138 verse 5, that God will perfect those things which concerneth you. How many know that God is in the perfection business? He's in the business of sanctifying you, causing you to be more like his son, Jesus Christ. The scripture says this, that a healthy tree will bring forth good fruit, but a, a diseased tree, a bootleg tree, will bring forth bad fruit. The fruit will come out based on the branches that is connected to the vine. If you're not producing fruit, then you're not connected to the true vine. 
that, that, talks, that talks about the good fruit. Therefore, you'll be taken away and thrown into the fire, according to the words of Jesus. But if you're producing fruit in your life, the fruit of what? What, what, what fruits are Jesus talking about? The fruits of repentance, the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of righteousness, the, the, the working of righteousness. Uh, if you're not producing those fruit, then that means that you're not connected to the vine, the true vine. Um, some people are, again, connected to the bootleg vine. Therefore, they are not producing any fruit or bad fruit. If you're not seeing a godly lifestyle or even a desire for a godly lifestyle over a period of time in your life, you need to examine whether or not you're connected to the true vine. So many people will stand before the Lord on that great day and say, Lord, Lord, I did all these things. But he'll return. He says, I never knew you. You were never connected to me. You were never one of mine. Yeah. There are many people who call upon the Lord, but they're not connected to him. Let's look at verse 3. It says, already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. It is through the word that we are clean. The Lord uses the word of God to clean us up. God cleanses us through his word. How do you unplug from the, the false vines? One is you receive Christ. And then two, you stay plugged in by staying in living contact with God. So the name of my message tonight is called Living Contact with God. Everybody say Living Contact with God. Living contact with God. Ab abiding in Christ means Maintaining a fruitful, productive, and living fellowship with Christ. To know him is to love him. So how many would say you know the Lord? Raise your hand. Don't be scared. <laughs> to know him is to love him. And to love him is to obey him. It's to obey him. Jesus said if you keep my, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And so if you know the Lord, you're going to love him. And if you love the Lord, you're going to do his commands. That is just in you. That is in you. Um, the word of God will also clean you up from the inside out. David said it like this in Psalm 119. I've hid your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. Tonight, if you're battling doubt and unbelief, spend some time in the word of God. If you're battling porn and sexual addiction, this is very real. Um, a lot of teenagers and young adults are looking at porn on, 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 on the internet. That, that's real. And there's an addiction to that. How many know that's sinful? And sinful, that's not glorifying God. And Jesus said that you're clean through the word that I've spoken to you. If you want to break that addiction, then you need to get, get your mind and your heart in the word of God. Yeah. Submit yourself to the word of God. Amen. And you know, when, you, when you're looking at porn, you know what happens? It, you are inviting evil spirits to come and, and oppress you yeah. if, you're not, if you're saved. Now, an evil spirit can't possess a Christian. But if you're not a Christian, an evil spirit may possess you. 
there are people who are addicted to porn over years and years and years and years, and it's affecting their marriage. One, you may not be married now, but one day you may get married, and that those that that bad habit, that sinful habit, will destroy your marriage. It has the potential to destroy your marriage. God never designed for a man or a woman to look at other men and women on the internet having sex. Sex is something that God created. God created sex, and he wants you to have lots of sex, but only within marriage. Y'all heard that part, right? The latter part now. Don't go here. The pastor says, let's have lots of sex. God wants me to have lots of sex. You know, it's amazing that people who are not married are always trying to have sex or having sex. And there's some people who are married are never having sex. And that's a sin, too. That's a sin. The Bible says you should constantly be intimate with your spouse. Amen? Amen. So if you're married, the Bible commands you to have sex. And if you're not married, the Bible commands you to not to have sex. That means no, no ringy, no dingy. You're not getting any. You, you don't have a license to, you, don't, you can't get a permit to, to drive and to experience. You got to have, you got to say, I do, a commitment of to death to his part. That this is forever. It's amazing. You, some people will sleep with other people, but they, then they don't want to marry them. If that person is not worthy of your vows, they're not worthy of your body. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so God is concerned about what you do with your body. We're not to, oh, I'm saved, I can do whatever. It's not your body anymore. It belongs to God. Jesus owns you twice. First by mere creation, second by purchasing you through his blood. So you don't own your own self. And when you're connected with the vine, the vine tells you what to do, what to produce. You can't produce whatever you want to produce. Amen? Amen. Amen. Your body will either open you up to God or to the devil. There was a young man who was going to college, and he decided to streak. You know what streaking is? Is run across the campus butt naked. And guess what happened? Demons inhabited him, and he became demon-possessed. So be wise about joining certain fraternities that will have you do things that are contrary to the word of God. I'm not saying not to join, but if they tell you to do something that is not in sync with the will of God, with the truth vine, cut them off. It's not worth it. And it's amazing that people get caught up in these sororities and fraternities, and they're more loyal to those things than they are to the local church. They was tied to those fraternities yeah. and not tied to the local church. Yeah. They, I mean, when, when they said, it's time to meet, let's meet. Yeah. But they won't come Sunday morning or Wednesday night or Friday night. Be careful where your allegiance are. Yeah. Don't, don't pledge allegiance to anything. Yeah. Pledge allegiance to the king of kings. Because yeah. yeah. those fraternities can't put you into heaven or hell or those friends. Don't be so committed. Don't be a ride and die for somebody who's not saved, yeah. who's not your husband or your wife. You're not married till you're married. <laughs> and for those who are engaged, oh, the devil will say, go ahead and have sex because you're about to get married. That's not true. You're not married till you're married because anything can happen. Anything can happen. 
So submit yourself, submit your bodies to the Lord and say, you know what? It's amazing. You will lift up your heads. We, we're, you know, the woman of God was telling us to lift up our heads. We're supposed to lift our heads up to the Lord. And some of y'all just didn't want to do it. Maybe you're not connected to the true vine because worship is who you are. And when you're connected with the true body, you want to mess up your hands. Lord, I worship you. Lord, I submit myself to you. Lord, I, I, I do whatever you say for your glory, God. Amen. That is the person who's connected to the true vine. It's in you because the true vine is going to cause you to worship the Father. Why? Because the Father is seeking worshipers. The Father, that means if he's seeking worshipers, that means that he's missing worshipers. And so why don't you fill that gap that Lucifer lost and begin to worship the Father. Become a worshiper of God. And when I talk about worship, I'm not talking about the slow song. Worship is more than a song. Worship is a lifestyle. Worship is, you walk your little apartment or your house or your bedroom, oh Lord, I worship you and I magnify your name. Listen, if, you, if you're struggling with pornography or drugs, I dare you before you participate in those things to lift up your hands and worship Jesus. Lord, I worship you. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you. You won't be, that power will not, that, that addiction will not control you. Because when you worship God, think, the Bible says, let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Cause the enemies of God to be scattered. Cause pornography to, to, you know, don't be addicted to it. Just break the power of it. If you're saved tonight, you can break the power of the devil over your life. Amen. Say, in the name of Jesus, I break every chain over my life. I, am, I refuse to be addicted. By my cousin, she was addicted for 18 years to cigarettes. She got saved, and within two and a half weeks, by the grace of God, we got her free. And so I say, every time you go to puff your little cigarettes, Newport, you can say, in the name of Jesus, I'm free from you. And she began to do it. She smoked, buy a pack a day. She began to smoke. And she would say, in the name of Jesus, I'm free from you. And after those two and a half weeks, something clicked. And all of a sudden, she was free. She's been set free ever since. And I'm telling you, you can break the powers of any type of addiction. You don't have to. If, because you're connected with the true vine, you have the authority to no longer let sin to rule over you. Sin is not supposed to rule over you. Don't let the devil say, well, everybody's doing it. Not everybody's doing it. There's some young people who refuse to have sex before marriage. I was 31 year old. I was 31 before I lost my virginity. And I lost it to my wife. To my wife. And I said I wasn't tempted. I was tempted. But I said I refuse. What you compromise today, you'll ultimately pay for it later on. Don't compromise your virginity. If you're, if you're a virgin, protect that. Protect that. And if you're not, repent and get up and say, Lord, from this moment on, write it down. I refuse to have sex any longer Amen. until I get married. Amen. So there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. And so if you have sinned, if you have committed um, fornication, just don't do it anymore. From this moment on, you are accountable for it. Amen. So don't do it. In the name of Jesus, don't do it. Refuse to yield to that temptation. Refuse to allow the world to tell you that it's okay to do it. It's not okay to do it. Because what, what, what the Bible says, uh, fornicators, they, they will not inherit the kingdom of God. So don't tell me you're saved and you keep fornicating over and over and over. Just because you ask God to forgive you doesn't mean that you're repentant. 
Repentance is a change of mind. Repentance is doing a 180. See, you can come to the altar and cry, and day, oh God, I'm sorry, and get up and do the same thing. Yeah. Repentance is, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm done. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. I'm divorced from that sin. No longer will I yield to you. I yield to God. My body belongs to God. This is God's property. And in the Old Testament, if you touch the, 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 um, the, um, the, the temple of God, guess what happened? You die. Yeah. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. No, no, this belongs to God. No, you can't. Young lady, don't do it. If he loves you, he'll wait. If he loves you, he'll get a job. He'll meet your parents. He'll meet your pastor and your elders, your youth pastor, your brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah, if he loves you. Don't let no Negro tell you that he loves you just to get in your pants. If she loves you, young man, no, no, we're going to wait. Call me gay, call me whatever you want to call me. You're not getting in from this, this house. This house belongs to God. I love God too much, and I love you too much to give my body to you. My body belongs to God and my spouse. Until you're ready to say, I do, we're not doing nothing. It's closed, closed for business, under new management, Christ Jesus. No longer, no longer, you can't touch it. Because I'm connected to the true vine. I'm connected to the living Christ. And Christ, the Bible says, I, I should not take the, what belongs to Christ and put it with a, a prostitute. No, no, it, it, it doesn't, no. Pornography, this is the last night that I'll look at you. It's over. Profanity, it's over. I'm not going to cuss nobody else out. My mouth is the temple. My mouth is the, the, the mouth of righteousness. And the Bible says, let no corrupt communication come proceed out of your mouth. So I can't cuss. No matter how mad I am, the Bible says, be angry and sin not. Some of y'all got lying spirits. Don't lie anymore. From this moment on, tell the truth. Say, Holy Spirit, Spirit of truth, help me to tell the truth. And he will. The next time you lie, make a commitment. Say, I will go to that person and tell them I lied. And they'll stop you from lying every single time. Because nobody wants to go tell that person, I just lied. Right? So don't lie anymore. Being connected to the truth vine will give you the spirit of truth. And you'll tell the truth. Because the spirit of truth will, he, he tells the truth all the time. So begin to tell the truth and practice that. Abiding in Christ. Let's continue. Almost finished. It says, um, you're clean through the words that I've spoken. Stand and live in contact with God requires you reading your Bible. When you read his word, you are in his presence. Don't look at in his presence only when you sing and worship, but when you read the word, you are in the presence of almighty God. God has exalted his word above his name. He watches over his word to perform it. And you get that word in you, that word begins to change your appetite. That word will begin to change your behavior. That word begin to change your reality. That word has been sent. You know what the devil is scared of? He's not afraid of you coming to retreat, can't retreat. He's afraid of you going, getting that word inside of you. When that word is inside of you, it'll begin to pull down strongholds. It'll begin to make you more like Jesus. My last verse is verse 4. It says, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. The scripture talks about 
abiding in Christ, living in contact with the living God. So what does this mean? It means remaining in continual, unbroken fellowship with God Almighty. Everybody's talking about relationship with God, right? I got a relationship with God. The homosexual says, I have a relationship with God. The fornicator says, I have a relationship with God. But true relationship can only come through Jesus. And guess what? Relationship is not something that you earn or you even acquire. It's something you're born into. You're related to your parents just because you're born into that family. Well, Christ Jesus, if you're born again, you're related to God. So you have a relationship with God. But fellowship is something that you have to do every day. Fellowship is based on a choice. Relationship is a matter of birth, but fellowship is a matter of choice. And in order to stay in living contact with God, you got to spend some quality time with God. Spending time praying and studying the scriptures will keep you plugged into Christ. Going to church where the Bible is preached will keep you plugged in to Christ. Your faith will grow when you're plugged into Christ. Rome wasn't built overnight. Neither is your fellowship with God. One scripture at a time. One verse at a time. So you got to make a decision. Abide in me and I in you. That means that's an unbroken, that's a union with God, uh, with, with God through, the, through Christ Jesus. God wants you to have a fellowship. First, this is my last scripture. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9, it says, God is faithful who has called us into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ. So you're called to fellowship. If you ever, you know, backslide or, or, or get out of fellowship, it doesn't mean that your relationship is destroyed. It means that your fellowship is broken. And the spirit of God will lead you back into fellowship. God is longing for us to spend time with him in his word. How many Christians don't spend any time with the Bible? You cannot really be connected with the vine if you're not spending time in the Bible. Spending, making it a religious habit, I didn't say religious, religious habit of spending time. You won't go, right, you, you, everybody hopefully take a shower every day, right? Hopefully. All right, everybody brush their teeth every day, right? Um, Everybody floss your teeth every day, right? Uh, why should you floss? It depends on how many teeth you want to keep. So, if, if, you know, if you choose not to floss, you know, then you may later on be affected, right? Um, but you want to maintain that relationship. You want to pick that Bible up and study it. Where do you start? Start in the gospel. Start in the book of John. Start in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and begin to saturate yourself. Listen, if you got time for television, you got time for the word. And everybody use the bathroom, right? Do number two. Guess what? While you're on the throne, you can go to the throne of grace with the Bible. Take your Bible, your iPhone, and open it up and begin to read it. We, got, we make time for what we make time for, what's important to us. Make time for the word of God. God did not give us these 66 texts so that we can be on a shelf, but God gave it to us so we can read it. Amen? Let's pray. Father, I do thank you for this opportunity. I pray that you give your people a voracious appetite for the word of God. May we hunger and thirst for righteousness. May we demonstrate being connected with the vine. May we produce fruit in Jesus' name. Say this, Holy Spirit, invade my world. Change me. Father God, be God to me. I invite you, invade my dreams, 
invade my schedule, invade my agenda. Change me, oh God. I invite you, invade my world. In Jesus' name, amen.